Time, D-Heads! Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand! Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show. Yes, we are back in action. It may be 2022. We took some time off, a brief hiatus. Yes, we had a lot of different things going on that I will mention later on in the show, but we are back. We are back to our weekly shows. We are here in 2022, and it is the week of February 17th, 2022, for show number 241. And to kick things off and make it extra special as we're coming back, we're bringing you a little bit of magic, a little bit of fun, and maybe your house is a little overflowing because we're bringing back a past guest here at the show as Michael Campion. You may know him as Jackson Fuller from Fuller House, the Netflix original series that was the sequel series to Full House. And Michael stopped in previously, and he's going to stop in once again to talk about what it was like being on the final season of Fuller House some of the different things that the cast took away from the set. Yes, they pillaged and plundered and took many of the things back with them to their personal homes and even Zoomed about it. He's going to talk about being a magician at the Magic Castle. Yes, he is an up-and-coming magician, as well as playing the bass guitar and many other things as to what's going on life after Fuller House. And to keep that magic going, no show would be complete. Yes, we are back in action and the team is here. You have the questions, he has the answers, and Aaron is going to answer all your questions and I want to know. We also have Frank, who's dipping his toes into the wit, the fun, the wisdom with the Disney quote of the week. We also have a little bit of history with one foot in the past, one foot in the future, as we have Jeremy stopping in with This Week in Disney History. And let's not forget the fun, the magic, the crazy, the comments that we have from Dominic on the short leash. We have all kinds of fun here at the show, and I'm going to go into a lot of different things. Why we are on an extended hiatus, why we are back in action every single week once again, and some changes that are going to be coming here to the show in the upcoming weeks that you're going to notice in many different things. But we want to keep this returning show magical. We want to keep it fun. We want to ask you, do you believe in magic? Because you have sent countless emails, messages, and so much more every single week. You have continually sent them to me, to our inbox, so we're making the magic happen, and Diz Radio is back in action. So before we officially kick off this week's show, I want to say thank you to all the D-heads, all the Disney fans. We are back because of you. So let's make it fun. Let's make it magical. Believe in a little bit of magic, because we are here for show number 241 for the week of February 17th, 2022. Just 
Welcome to Magic Camp! Unlock your potential with world-famous magicians. Andy Duckerman is back, baby! Hey, where are you going? I'm right here. It's been too long. I thought you'd given up magic. I'm doing private shows around the world for super important people. Mm. Whatever. My bonk is going to beat you just like I did every summer when we were kids. This is ridiculous. You know it's ridiculous. How bad you're going to lose? Show me what you got. This is actually my first year here. You're all newbies? Help me! This is the moment that I disappear in a puff of smoke. They have zero skills. They're hopeless. Dude. I was just fooling around. Oh, I can work with this. What if I told you we have a chance to win the top hat competition? If we say yes, can we eat? Yeah! You want to compete against me? You're insane. Be prepared for anything. Oh! oh. I know how you do it. Double stick tape. Oh. Get him! <laughs> Sick burn. You teach him that? Spoiler alert! Hey guys, this is Ryan Lambert from Monster Squad and Kids Incorporated, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. I can't believe it. It's Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 241 for the week of February 17th, 2022, and we are back in action. It has been a long hiatus, a long break, but we are back in action. I'll get into that a little bit, but before we jump into this week's show, all the different fun because we have Michael Campion from Fuller House. He's also a magician at the Magic Castle, bass player, so much more, is going to be stopping in and chatting with us about what it was like being part of Fuller House, his magic, as well as some of the items that were pillaged and plundered by the cast and crew from the Fuller House set. We also have the D-team stopping in with Aaron, Frank, Jeremy, and Dominic. So before we jump into things here at the show, I do want to mention all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show because we love hearing from you. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio. Yes, I said it three times to bury it into your head. There you can find our fullest of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, TikTok, you name it. You can find us all over the social media networks. You can also join our Diz Ninjas official Diz Radio Health Group as well on Facebook. So you can find us in all these different places and stay connected here at the show. And if you want to find the easiest way, just go to DizRadio.com, subscribe in all your podcast providers, and so much more. So all of you D-heads, it has been quite a while, right? Like, let me tell you, it's been some time here at the show, right? The last show we had was August of 2021. Now that has been quite a long time. I mean, that's, that's a while, right? 2021, August... A lot's happened in those couple of months, but we took a, a long hiatus. Let's just say a lot of things were happening in my personal life. A lot of things were happening where I needed to take a step back from Diz Radio and really focus on my family and really put a couple of different things into perspective. We've had a 
let's just say a new family dynamic has happened in the Johnson household, and now it's time to move on from that, and it is all well, good, continue on, make the magic happen. But within that time, within August until now, all of you D-heads have never slowed down sending us the emails, sending us the messages, letting us know that you really want the show back, that you missed the show, our unique show here. Diz Radio is definitely something different, and we are going on 12 years of Diz Radio. I cannot believe that we started this show in 2010. 12 years of Diz Radio. It is insane to even think about doing the show this long because you listeners love it. And the D team that has stuck around for many of these years, the dedicated team that brings you their segments, it is wondrous. So here at the show, things are going to be different. This week, we wanted to ease you in with the classic great show that you know that you love. But... In the next couple of weeks, we're going to start changing things up here at the show. You're going to notice things are going to be different. We're going to have some new intros, a new way that the show is formatted, among many other different things. So we're going to have a variety of different things going on here at the show that's going to change it up. It's going to be fun. And one of those is there's a lot of great Disney outlets out there for news. Now, mind you, we always gave you different kinds of news, different kinds of tidbits. I still might be bringing that to you as well, but there's going to be a lot of new segments, new team members coming in. And this is where we call out to you. I want your feedback. We want to hear from you. Drop us a line. Drop us a message. What do you want to hear at the show? What kind of guests do you want to hear from in the future? As well as we're looking for D-Team members to join us here at Diz Radio. We want new team members to stop in. A lot of great things to add to the great team here at Diz Radio. So the show is going to change it up. It's going to be a little more Evan Flow. We're going to condense it up. We're going to make it a little more fun for you. And it's going to get a fresh overhaul. That's right, a complete, fresh, 100% overhaul of Diz Radio. So you're going to have the past show that you love. Don't get me wrong. You are going to really still love Diz Radio. You're going to love everything Disney, whether that's the parks, the movies, television, online, video games. We're going to bring you all the fun and all the excitement from Disney, as always. But it's time for a revamp. It's 2022. I've gone through some major life changes throughout my entire family in the last year and a half and you know what at 12 years old it is time for Diz Radio to get that makeover so gear up get ready it is definitely going to be fun so all of you D heads that's it I am leaving you with that here this week I'm not going to go into news I'm keeping it very quick very simple and very fun as we return back I don't want to bombard you with just me rambling but Before I let you go, I do have to give a big shout out to my son, Tyler, the artistic, Comic-Con, comic book loving, painter, artist, drawer, imaginative, Lego lover, fantasy, Star Wars, you name it kind of boy who is always his own person. It is his 12th birthday this week. So happy 12th birthday, buddy, dad and the D team and everybody. We all wish you a happy birthday. So as I release the reins here to the D-Team, we have Aaron stopping in with I Want to Know, answering all of your questions. We have Frank with Walt Disney's Quote of the Week, as well as One Foot in the Past with This Week in Disney History with Jeremy. And let's not forget Dominic with The Short Leash with some fun about Walt Disney World and going to that crazy happenin' hoppin' park. So we have a lot of fun things, as well as we have Michael Campion stopping in from Fuller House, as well as Magic Castle. So as we release the reins here to the D-Team, we're going to push on for February 17th, 2022, show number 241. And happy birthday, Tyler, one of my little men of my four children. 
And remember, always remember the magic. Always remember that magic in your life. And this goes for all of you D-heads listening in as well. This next one's for you. himself was the voice of Mickey Mouse. Now he's a tycoon of the center of a vast business empire. 
Mr. Disney, can you still make a noise like Mickey Mouse? Well, yes, uh-huh. But, uh, of course, I don't make many Mickey... Uh, Mickey Mice films. <laughs> can you make that noise for us now? Well, uh, Mickey talks up like this, you know, kind of a falsetto. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another installment of Disney's Quote of the Week. Now, whether you want to call him the head cheese, the man in charge, or the boss, there's no denying that Mickey Mouse played an important role in the Disney company. And Walt Disney himself understood that as well. He once said, It is understandable that I should have a sentimental attachment for the little personage who played such a big part in the course of Disney productions and has been so happily accepted as an amusing friend wherever films are shown around the world. He still speaks for me, and I still speak for him. Here's hoping that the company and the management team today understands just how important Mickey Mouse is to their future as well. Well, that was all I had for today, guys. I certainly appreciate you guys tuning in, and here's to next week. But until then, have a magical week ahead. song getting better hey. the music every movie on me these are the moments we'll remember oh, oh. and we won't let it change not a single thing we can make a whole world just for us Come on. what we got is sunshine for days shake it up with the music take it
true birth in their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kurt. Right down that Tonight from Disneyland, George Burns invites you to an enchanted evening. Well, we're certainly seeing magic tonight. An hour of spectacular illusion and death-defying escape like you've never seen before with special guest stars Siegfried and Roy, Night Court's Harry Anderson, and Marky Post. Plus Morgan Fairchild, Gloria Estefan, and Miami Sound Machine. And cheers, John Ratzenberger. It all happens right before your eyes on Disney's Magic in the Magic Kingdom. Watch closely now as we witness an illusion of gigantic proportion. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's greatest illusionists, Siegfried and Roy. Hi, this is Bill Farmer, the voice behind the characters Goofy, Pluto, and many of your other Disney favorites. And you're listening to Disney On Demand. Since our guest this week works some magic, I thought it would be appropriate to focus on a bit of Disney magic for this week's history. Okay, that's a generic topic. There are all kinds of things considered to be Disney magic. Those moments that make you feel like a kid again, that make grown men cry, and help you believe you can accomplish your dreams with a bit of hard work and some pixie dust. Well, let's focus on just one thing. Mickey. February 6th, 1937. Walt Disney Productions gave us Magician Mickey, distributed by United Artists. Mickey is performing a magic act in what appears to be a vaudeville theater with Goofy running the backstage... Who would put Goofy in charge of the lights and the curtain with all of those ropes? I have no idea. <laughs> On with the show. Well, Donald Duck is in a box seat directly to our left, just close enough to the stage to heckle our favorite mouse at every flick of Mickey's wrist. <laughs> this is one of the earliest times we get to see that friendly rivalry between the duck and the mouse. Of all the great magic gags Mickey employs at Donald's expense, my favorite is after Donald uses a bellows to blow the mouse's cards all out of sorts. Mickey conjures them into Donald's mouth. Anytime from this point, Donald throws one of his famous tantrums, cards stream out of his mouth. In the end, Donald grabs what he thinks is a gun from Mickey's act, and with Mick's warning that it's loaded, Donald pulls the trigger, unleashing a Disney Park finale's worth of fireworks that brings the house down. Literally. And for once, it wasn't Goofy's fault. Voices featured in this cartoon, of course, is Walt Disney as Mickey Mouse, Clarence Nash as Donald Duck, and Pinto Kolvig as Goofy. It was directed by David Hand. The story was by Ted Pierce and, of course, produced by Walt Disney. Music was by Albert K. Malott, and animation was Johnny Cannon, Ed Love, Les Clark, Bill Roberts, Isidore Klein, Riley Thompson, Ken Harris, Rod Scribner, Jerry Chinique, Manuel Perez, and Arthur Davis processed by Technicolor. So this has been your Disney history for the week. I am, of course, M. Jeremy, known as the Spider-Pan. You can find me on Neverland, the fandom nexus, found at NeverlandPodcast.com. Make a wish upon a star Close your eyes and just believe it 
You have traveled from so far And now you're close enough to feel it With a smile on your face and a song in your heart This is where you're meant to be Make a wish upon a star The magic is here It's here for you invited to a very special place where you'll see some very unusual faces Hooray! like Mr. Toad Mole Ratty and Badger and where the only thing that disturbs the peace Tea time. is the sound of the wind in the willows beautiful day then up hop the wicked weasels Rastings life's one big picnic. Wait till we take over the riverbank. Whose dastardly deeds. We wanted to spend every last penny he's got, I know. So he has to give us total. I know. What? And terrible tricks have put Toad in a hole. I understand you need finance for another 
motor car. Oh, yes. And it's crashed yet another car. The full penalty of the law is hardly sufficient for the heinous evil crime perpetrated by the sniveling wretch. Has the prisoner anything to say? Incompoot. You've all incompoot. Join Toad and his friends. Oh, no. <laughs> on a right rollicking roller coaster of a ride. Toad Hall will be history! It's wonderful what they can do now, isn't it? Get ready to go wild in the country. Join Terry Jones, Eric Idle, Steve Coogan, Nicole Williamson, and guest stars John Cleese, Julia Sawala, Victoria Wood, Stephen Fry, Michael Palin, and Anthony Sher in The Wind in the Willows. You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey D-Heads, this is Aaron, and it's time again for another installment of I Want to Know. I'm giving you guys a little shorter segment this week because of my crazy schedule. But let's reach into that virtual mailbag and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Andrea Tipman of Ohio, and she asks, Diz Radio, glad to have you back. I was thinking about the Jungle Cruise with the new movie out and all the park-themed movies. Someone told me about a Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. I haven't found it yet, but was it good? What was it about? I miss that ride at Walt Disney World so much. Thanks for your insights and thoughts. Well, the movie you're referring to is called Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, but it was first released in the UK as The Wind in the Willows on October 18, 1996. It was released a little over a year later in the US as Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. So the movie is about Mr. Toad, who's literally driving his friends crazy with his powerful passion for motor cars, and he's selling off the town's land to replace each vehicle he crashes. It's up to Mole, Rat, and Badger to put an end to the lunacy and save Toad Hall from falling into the hands of the conniving weasels, who plan to turn it into a dog food factory. It is available on DVD and can be found on Amazon. I honestly have never seen this one. One of my favorites will always be The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. I don't go a Halloween without watching it. Our final question this week is from Ted Graventeer, and he asks, Aaron of Diz Radio, great podcast. In Disney's old TV lineups, I swear I remember a show called The Torkelsons. It was like one season, but someone told me it was two seasons, but I do not see a second season anywhere. Help. I miss these old forgotten shows. Great podcast again, and I'm a new listener. Found you just before the hiatus during COVID, but so excited you are back. Thanks a bunch. But there is a good reason why you can't find a second season of the Torkelsons. That's because they changed the name to Almost Home for the second season. Between the two seasons, there is a total of 33 episodes. After ending its first season on June 16, 1992, the series was retooled and renamed Almost Home. Premiering on February 6, 1993, the second incarnation features the Torkelsons relocating to Seattle after Millicent accepts a job as a nanny following the foreclosure of the Torkelson's family home. 
In this series, Stephen Floyd and Ruth Ann were now considered to have never existed, as Millicent refers to Chucky Lee in Almost Home as her only son, and Chucky Lee refers to himself as the middle child. Millicent took the remaining three children to live with Brian Morgan and his two kids, Gregory and Molly. Brian ran a successful clothing magazine titled Molly Gregory, a business started by his late wife and named after both their children. There was some initial resistance from Molly and Gregory to warm up to the Torkelsons clan moving in, as they felt somewhat alienated by their down-home ways and devotion to cheerful southern hospitality. Slowly but surely, they adjusted, with Gregory becoming a trusted ally to all the kids, and Molly helping Dorothy Jane to fit into her world of shallow, status-conscious people. Brian and Millicent often clash over parenting methods, but would usually learn a valuable lesson from each other in the end. The novel practice of having Dorothy Jane talk to the man in the moon about her issues and dreams from her bedroom window remained. This incarnation of the show ended on June 6, 1993. Well, it looks like the entire season of Almost Home is available to watch on YouTube. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Remember to send all your questions and comments to Aaron at erin at dizradio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless. Imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. Hey! Hey! Hey, did you know that the Torkelsons are coming to weekdays on Disney? Hey. That's right, Monday through Thursday at 5, 4 Central. Hey! So now, hey isn't just for horses anymore. Hey is for Torkelsons. Well then, hey. And hey, you never know who'll show up. Hi. Oh, what'll happen next on the Torkelsons? The family show that brings new meaning to the word hey. I'm sorry, did you just hate me? Hey, it's the Torkelsons on Disney. <laughs> Beginning tomorrow at 5, 4 Central on Disney. You heard it here first. With only a touch, I have the power. Zim, zaprim, bim, do wither a flower. I find delight in the gruesome and grim. Oh, that's terrible. Thank you, my boy. But that's nothing, nothing for me. Oh, because I'm the magnificent, marvelous man, Madam Mim. You know what? I can even change size. I can be you. Fill the whole house. I can be teeny, small as a mouse. Black sorcery is my dish of tea. <laughs> It comes easy to me, because I'm the magnificent, marvelous bad madam, Marvelous boy! Marvelous boy! Hey, lad, did you know that I can make myself uglier yet? Well, that would be some trick. Uh, I mean, uh... Want to bet? Boo! Oh, you see? I win, I win! Aren't I hideous, boy? Perfectly revolting? Well, yes, ma'am. But you ain't seen nothing yet. Watch this. I can be beautiful, lovely and fair. Silvery voice, long purple hair. La, 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 la.
Tobias, Jelenic, and you're listening to what? <laughs> you're listening to Disney on Disney. <laughs> All right, now, uh, uh, I don't know what the hell that was. got to hang up, Jonathan. Just hang up. <laughs> Hi, I'm L-A-R-R-Y. <laughs> Who let the dogs out? Hello everybody, this is Dominic and welcome to another edition of Disney's Short Leash. If you're new to the segment, a short leash is a series of tips for people to get the most out of their Walt Disney World vacation when they are short on time or short on money. And with any luck, you may be able to try some of these suggestions and quite possibly do as much, if not more, than someone vacationing with a greater amount of time or a larger budget. I was on the internet today and I found one of those March Madness brackets for Disney. If you are unaware of what these things are, a lot of people go and design them around March Madness time where they pit things against each other. Usually it's rides against each other or maybe Disney movies against each other, Disney characters against each other to try to get to a final four and then a final one to determine what is the best whatever. Today I found one published by Heather Thomas on a site called WDW Prep School. It was updated on June 7th, so if you want to hunt it down and find it yourself, you can play along. Why bring this up on a segment about trip tips? Well, Heather decided to put rides against each other. This made me think about a very common short leash problem of not having quite enough time and having to make a difficult decision about what ride you might do in the time you have. So I'm not gonna do the whole brackets because that's not the point, but I am gonna go through the sweet 16 of each one of the parks that she put together and try to think of if I was short on time, which of the two rides that are pit against each other would I sacrifice in order to have more fun on a different attraction in the time I had. To make things a little bit complex, they did a play-in, so we got the Country Bear Jamboree versus the Mad Tea Party just to get into the Sweet 16. I am going Country Bear any day of the week, the Mad Tea Party spinning cups that I can do anywhere. Which puts the first match up, the Country Bear Jamboree against Splash Mountain, and I guess you know, Splash Mountain's gonna win. I'm sorry, I love the Country Bears. They're singing animatronic bears. You can't beat it, but Space Mountain, it's a classic. Gotta do it. They got the Jungle Cruise against Pirates. I'm gonna go with Jungle Cruise because a little bit more human interaction than just the robotic pirates, even though that is a really tough call. But I probably would sacrifice pirates for Jungle Cruise, especially if it was the Christmas Jingle Cruise. If you have not done that, you haven't seen Shakespeare the way it's meant to be played. We got the Haunted Mansion and Enchanted Tales with Belle. At this age, I'm going Haunted Mansion, but when my kids were small, my little son got to be the prince and my wife started crying. So Belle would win in that situation. So if you got little kids, Enchanted Tales, anybody over the age of, I don't know, eight, Want to mention Splash Mountain versus Dumbo? Splash wins. Dumbo's a flying elephant ride. You can do that any place. Small World versus Carousel of Progress in the battle of what's more annoying? Uh, I am going to go with Carousel of Pro Progress uh, just because it is a little bit more air conditioned and you can fall asleep. Uh, Big Thunder Mountain versus Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. Big Thunder is going to win that one. Buzz is okay, but there's even a better version of this ride at the park that will not be named. Cruising along, we have the People Mover versus the Enchanted Tiki Room. These are two great 
kind of chill, relaxing rides. If it's a hot day, I'm going Tiki Room just because it's under shade and air conditioning. People Mover is one of my favorite attractions just to chill. So that is a tough one. Depending on the weather, we'd decide that one. We're going to pretend it's hot, so I'm going into the Tiki Room. We got Seven Dwarves Mine Train versus Peter Pan's Flight. That's not even a close call there. Peter Pan, man, that line is ridiculous. It takes you much shorter amount of time to actually watch the entire movie than to go see this ride. And once you're on it, you know, you'll see it once and then move on with the rest of your life and uh, Seven Mine Trains any day of the week. So if I was under time constraints and had to make a decision between uh, two rides, that's probably what I'd pick over in the Magic Kingdom. We're heading over to Epcot and the plane is Journey to the Imagination or Awesome Planet. And although I don't like this uh, version of Journey, uh, I'm going to take it and it's now going to face Soren and it will lose. Next battle is the Grand Fiesta Tour against Meet Anna and Elsa. It's not 10 years ago, I'm going Grand Fiesta Tour. I actually really dig that ride, I like it better than Small World, uh, don't hate. Living with the Land versus Canada Far and Wide, it's not even close, Living with the Land for sure. Spaceship Earth versus the American Adventure. This is tricky because the American Adventure is a great show. And Spaceship Earth is a very dated show, but it is in the iconic uh, big old geodesic sphere golf ball. And unfortunately, I haven't stayed awake for American Adventure in quite some time. So this is just on me. I'm going Spaceship Earth. World Showcase, the entirety versus Turtle Talk with Crush. I don't even know how that's comparable. World Showcase, for sure. Frozen Ever After versus the Disney Pixar Film Fest. You can get all the Disney Pixar stuff on Disney Plus, so I'm going Frozen Ever After. The Seas with Nemo versus Mission Space. Uh, well, I don't know. And when I was a younger person, Mission Space probably would have won that, but now, after three eye surgeries, a retina detachment, I'm going Seas with Nemo. Test Track and uh, Beauty and the Beast Sing Along. Test Track is kind of overrated in my book. You're in a car going 60 miles an hour. Like, who doesn't do that every day? But uh, when it's up against a Beauty and the Beast sing-along, car wins. And uh, that was what I'd pick if I was under time constraints at Epcot between those two rides against each other. So let's uh, head over to uh, Animal Kingdom next. We have Primeval World, which I don't even know is open anymore, and then Up the Great Bird Adventure. The Great Bird Adventure is actually not too bad. I'm going to put that in as the winner to get the uh, play in, and it's going against Flight of Passage, and uh, that's not going to work out very well for Primeval World or Up the Great Bird Adventure. <laughs> Flight of Passage is in a totally different league, so we're doing that one. Triceratops Spin versus Finding Nemo the Musical. Um, again, Triceratops Spin is a spinning elephant ride. Move on. Go to a state fair. Uh, Finding Nemo the Musical, really well done. Kilimanjaro Safaris versus the Boneyard, not even close, you're going on the Safari. Festival of the Lion King versus the Animation Experience. Believe it or not, I'm going Animation Experience. I just think the experience of hanging out with an animator and learning how to draw is actually better than the Festival of the Lion King, which is a bunch of tumbling acts. And it's good, but I'll, I'll take the animation one. River Rapids, which is uh, horrendously short and not very wet versus, well, Depends on where you're sitting, I guess. The Jungle Trek. I'm taking the Jungle Trek. The Jungle Trek is like a hidden gem. If you don't want to wait for the safari and you're running out of time, do the Jungle Trek. You get to see animals up close. It's great. Uh, the River Journey versus Gorilla Falls Trail. Very much like the Jungle Trek. You can walk around and see animals uh, up close and personal. But I'm a big fan of the River Journey. It is also short, but uh, it's very well done. And I love this music. And it's, it's great. It's good. I'll take it. Dinosaur versus Tough to Be a Bug. I like both of these shows. I think Tough to Be a Bug is uh, more Disney-ish with catchy tunes and some animatronic stuff. Dinosaur has animatronic dinosaurs to try to eat you, but both of these are kind of on 
movies that didn't do as well as they thought they were going to do when they put these rides in. So uh, I've, I'm waiting for either of these two rides to become anything else. But until uh, then, I guess uh, more Disney. I'm going tough to be a bug, even though Dinosaur is pretty killer. Uh, Expedition Everest, which would have been my Grand Slam winner, I think is one of the best rides ever made, versus Conservation Station, uh, not even close. You're going Everest. Three down, one to go, one their time constraints. Which would we pick between two rides at Hollywood Studios? We got the Disney Junior Dance Party versus Voyage of the Little Mermaid. There's plenty of mermaid stuff all over the park. So I'm going to go Disney Junior Dance Party, especially if I have preschool kids. That was some of the best things that I ever did with my preschool kids. They got to see all the characters they saw on TV. They loved it. And they kept on updating it as the shows went on and off the air. Definitely would do that if I had preschool kids. Anything above that, and I had to pick, it would be Little Mermaid. And those get to go against Rise of the Resistance, so they're both going to lose. So it doesn't matter. We're going to do Rise. Then we got Muppet Vision 3D versus Star Tours, and that is a tough call. Muppet Vision, the final Jim Henson performance versus Star Tours. I've seen both a zillion times. I'm going to go Muppet Vision because Star Tours is kind of, you don't exactly know what you're going to get because they keep on uh, swapping the, the scenes in and out. So I'm going to go with the for sure. I know I'm going to love it. I'm not going to get the Jar Jar one. I'm going to Muppet Vision 3D. Tower of Terror versus Beauty and the Beast Live. Are you kidding? Tower any day of the week. Smuggler's Run versus the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular. I've seen Indiana Jones 111 times. I've never done Smuggler's Run, so guess we're going to Smuggler's. Rock and Rollin' Coaster versus the Frozen Singalong. Um, yeah, well, my wife loves the Rock and Roller Coaster. She was, calls it Riding Aerosmith, which, you know, is making me want to call it Divorce Attorney. But the Frozen Singalong, again, it's not 10 years ago, and we've heard the pieces. We're done. We're enough with that soundtrack. So, I guess Rock and Roller Coaster, even though none of those people look like that anymore. It's like Aerosmith from uh, 30 years ago. Whatever. We're doing it. The Mickey and Minnie Runaway Railroad, I haven't even seen that uh, since it uh, got swapped out for the great, well, I guess the great movie ride got swapped out for that. So I guess I'm doing that because it's against Lightning McQueen and who cares? So Runaway Railroad. Toy Story Mania versus Alien Swinging Saucers. The saucers were good to do once. Toy Story Mania is good all the time. So I'm going Toy Story Mania. And the last two, Slinky Dog Dash versus the Mickey Shorts Theater. Again, the shorts kind of stuff is all available on Disney Plus now, pretty much on demand, and Slinky Dog Dash certainly is not. So that is what I'd do if I had to pick one. That is a common short trip problem. I do have some tips on how you can minimize that choice between two rides by figuring out the park and what to do when and get the most out of your time. But if I had to make a choice between the two that were on those lists, that's what it would be. I hope you've enjoyed the tips. I do have an official Disney Radio email, so I'd love to hear from you with a hi, some questions, suggestions, or even your own short leash tips at Dominic at DizRadio.com. That's D-O-M-E-N-I-C at DizRadio.com. I also can be found on the internet, on Twitter, at WDW Plantoons, or on YouTube, or your favorite podcast apps by searching WDW Plantoons, or by visiting Plantoons.com. If you're a wrestling fan, check out Saturday Morning Superstars on your podcast apps as well. Well, folks, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Yo-ho, all together, hoist the colors high. thieves and beggars, never shall we die.
satisfy for me. We pillage, we plunder, we ruffle, we loot. Drink up, yeah, I need your hoe. We kidnap and ravage and don't give a hoot. Drink up, yeah, I need your hoe. We kindle and charm, we flame and ignite. Drink up, yeah, I need your hoe. We burn up the city, we're really a fright. Drink up, yeah, I need your hoe. Come all ye pretty families, whoever you may be. Who love a jolly sailor boy that plows the raging sea? My heart is pierced by Cupid. I disdain all glittering gold. There is nothing can console me but my jolly sailor boy. Don't but don't but don't. something really stupid. <laughs> yeah, I heard you say action out. <laughs> hey, uh, Mom, were you ever a teenage girl? Uh, yeah, for seven years. <laughs> what did guys do to impress you way back in the olden days? Well, you know, they churned some buttermilk, <laughs> raised a barn. Look, if this is about impressing Lola, just be yourself. You're a great guy. You're my mom. That means nothing. <laughs> okay. How's this? Women love confidence. Oh, I used to love when Steve would make a big, confident entrance. He used to walk right in and take what he wanted from the refrigerator. <laughs> big, confident entrance. I like that. Yeah, hey, any girl would be lucky to have a handsome young man like you. Thanks, Mom. But once again, that means nothing. Peace. 
Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you fans out there, you tuned in for another magical installment of Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show. And as we continue to bring you the magic and memories from your lifetime of television, movies, streaming devices, you name it, as we're getting ready to say goodbye to one of the most beloved shows on Netflix's streaming service, yes, Fuller House, we thought none other than to bring back somebody who's been on this show before when the show was first kicking off. He's back once again. We have none other than Jackson Fuller, Michael Campion here. Welcome back to Diz Radio. Yeah, thank you for having me. It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, this show has gone just into a million different directions. People love it. No one wants to see it actually go away. Now, when we first had you on previously, we talked about getting involved with this show, you know, seeing the original Full House. So I got I to gotta backtrack there. So since this Fuller House is coming to an end, did you ever have a chance to go back and watch all the seasons of Full House now and kind of get yourself up to speed? You know, I have been, I have been watching Full House recently, actually. It's kind of funny. It's on... Um... Nick at night with like friends and Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and we'll just kind of turn it on sometimes. And it's really surreal watching it now, being like, "Oh my god!" Like that's like Candace and and you know, like Jody and Andrew. Like they're all so little; it's crazy. Um, but yes, it, I have. <laughs> well, it, you know, and it has to seem kind of crazy to you too, because like you said, they're, they're so little. I mean, here they are, these parental figures for you on Fuller House, and then you're going back and you're like, "Oh my gosh!" They're like my age getting into mischief on Full House. Exactly, and it's uh, it was very interesting. I mean, I, I watched a lot of it, you know, when I was uh, five, six, seven, you know, g- growing up uh, with my mom. Uh, she showed me all the old shows, and uh, that's kind of when I fell in love with it. And now, just watching it again is like, like, like you said, it's just the weirdest thing because I have such a different image in my mind of them. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I guess with this, you know, because it has gone off, you know, into a million different directions. And of course, you know, with Fuller House, you know, it's coming to the close. The final episodes now are up for everybody to binge, stream, kind of say those goodbyes, things like that. What was it like working on this show for the last five seasons? And are you just as sad to see it go? I'm very sad. I I, I would say I would say bittersweet. Is, is the appropriate word. Um, you know, it, it, it came to a really nice conclusion and everyone's very happy about it. And we said all of our goodbyes and, you know, now, now we're off to do, um, bigger things. Like, I'm not, I don't want to say bigger things because they're, they're always going to be like my second family, but. You know, more more things, more opportunities, more more growth. Well, you know, and that's true to it. But, you know, with this, too, like you said, everyone had a chance to say their goodbyes and whatnot. Now, because, you know, every season has been so different, for the final season, are there any episodes that have been your absolute favorite to be part of for this uh, final farewell? Definitely. Definitely. Um, in the, I, I think the last nine are some of the best, to be honest with you. Um, there's one in particular where I... Am going into uh, I'm, we're we're like looking at colleges and DJ is at her old college and the the whole plot gets crazy where I have to like end up hacking like this security system my mom has like go and like steal like her prized possession it's like some weird Indiana Jones thing and it was the coolest thing because there's all these stunts and I just remember being there and watching all the stunt people like like doing these flips and stuff and uh, that was. That just that was so cool. That was like the most exciting day on set ever. <laughs> I love that. But that was like <laughs> shooting wise. In in general, um, my favorite episode that that came out I think was uh, season four, maybe episode six, uh, where um, Jackson 
gets to bond with Steve and um and Matt, uh, which is really important because he never really had any like father figures in, in his life and they kinda stepped in and um you know, like spent some time. It was really nice. Now with this too, because you know, you know, being part of this show, it's like one big family. And of course, being part of a sitcom like this, um, it, it's going to have a different fan following than some of the other things you've been part of, you know, like Robo Dog, things like that. Now you come to Fuller House and sitcoms tend to live on forever. Now, have you noticed the fan base pick up over the years? And are some of those fans really having a hard time letting go for this final season? I would say so. I think all the fans are very, um, you know, disappointed. I, <laughs> it's so funny because we're, <laughs> we always tease about like a fullest house or like a, or like a Christmas <laughs> special movie, um, which are not completely off the table. So, you know, that's still kind of there and the fans are latching onto that little bit of hope. <laughs> Well, you know, and, and with that too, then, so, you know, because it came to the end. Now, what if last minute they pull the, you know, they pull the curtain back and you're like, you know what, we want a season six or maybe uh, some other network is like, all right, we want to do three more. Is that something you'd be like, I am all in? Oh, I'm definitely all in. I am so all in. That would be amazing. Um, I don't know how likely that is. I I, I haven't really <laughs> talked to anyone about that. Um, but hey, if someone came up to me and said we're doing three more seasons, I would be ecstatic. Now, now because of that too, like right, you, you know, anything can happen, right? Holiday specials. I mean, who would have thought Fuller House would have even happened? You know, so but it has. Now Jackson has his own fan base out there. What are some of the over-the-top fans you have encountered since this series has been going on? Oh, my goodness. There have been a lot of over-the-top fans. Um, some that I've met personally, some that I've just interacted with over social media. And it's so surreal. It really is is crazy to see that like people like me uh, and the character that, that I play, it's just, it's just also weird to like even wrap my, my head around that that someone who's never met me is like this, like involved in my life is because they, they like the, the, the character so much. And it's really interesting to like make people's day just by like talking to them or, you know, like taking a picture. I think that's a, that, that's a real perk. Um, for, for the most part, uh, fans are not crazy. Fans are not over the top. They're, they're very chill. They're very mild. Uh, but the few that I've encountered, like some that have like started crying on the spot when they saw me. Or some that that like like went nuts when I like liked their 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 picture on Instagram. Um, those are the few that that are typically like younger, maybe like like nine or ten. <laughs> but it's great. I love it. Now you've been part of this show for so long now. You know, like I said, five seasons. You know, so many different episodes. Um, you know, it, it's a family sitcom, so everybody is always part of everything. Now, because you know, closing down production. Did you take any mementos with you? Something where you're like, that's going to just stay in my room because I'm not going to let this go for for my entire life. Oh, yeah. I have so much stuff from the set because at the end of the, at the, end of the show, they were just like throwing it out, which was the craziest thing to me. And a lot of the cast got a lot of the props. Um, I got... Uh, I got a bass guitar. I, I I also played the bass, so that's that that was really um, memorable for me. Uh, my my little brother on the show, Elias, he got uh, a guitar, which was th- these two are hanging up in my room on the set, 
and we've like played together since <laughs> with those same instruments outside of the set, which is really funny. Um, there was like this one Nerf gun that was always on the set. It had like a tiny laser pointer, and Elias and I would always goof off and like and like point it at people, not like in anyone's eyes or anything, but just like mess with people. Like no one would know where the laser pointer is coming from. So I have that. And uh, just a lot of like 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 little trinkets that I've acquired over the years. Uh, almost my entire wardrobe, like they're about to throw that out too. So it, it's almost like I don't I can't even count them. They just like integrated it's my personal life to the point where I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot this was fun set. <laughs> well, you know, and it's those kind of things too, where you know, years from now, I'm sure you can pick up any of those, and it's just like a flashback of memories of all the times you know you interacted with these, right? Right, right, right. And it's really funny seeing all the other cast have theirs, too. Like, just the other day, sorry, yesterday, we all went on a Zoom call just to catch up. And we started bringing out all of our Fuller House props because we didn't know who had what. And some of the funniest stuff, like like just random things that, that, that you'll see, like, in the living room and the kitchen set. Like, Sony, the one who plays Ramona on the show, she has, like, this, this like, duck cookie jar um, Andrea has, uh, like this little Benjamin Franklin statue. It's the weirdest thing and I love it. And it just brings me right back to, you know, shooting on set and going around with those little things. Well, you know, and with that too, then, like you said, you know, taking these things back and, and whatnot. Now the series has come to an end and you, you said everyone was like goofing around, you know, fullest house, things like that. Now I can see 10 years from now, you know, you're hitting 27, 28, then you have a, fullest house and then it's your family and then you have great grandfather and grandma and you know is it, <laughs> all the hijinks that could happen with that right 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 right, right. <laughs> now um you know it's a series a series is done everyone is binge watching it a lot of people are sad to see it go um now what are do you have any projects you're working on or you're like you know what i am just gonna kick back and relax for a while Ah man, I I you know before all this stuff happened, it, it was uh it, it was it was really you know ha- I had a lot of plans, um, especially going to uh, the Magic Castle. I'm not sure if you know that I'm I'm also I I'm gonna say professional magician because that's kind of the the title. But there's a place here in Hollywood called the Magic Castle where I perform, and um, I was gonna be doing a lot of shows there, uh, and I still I still will like like you know coming in fall. But for now, the plans I have right this second, oh boy, um, you know, I've been chillaxing, like you said, chillaxing, definitely, but I've also been trying to, to pick up some, some skills. I mean, now, 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 now that school's out and, you know, summer and uh, everyone had a lot more free time, I have been learning how to cook, I've been playing a lot more of my bass, I've been learning a lot more magic tricks, uh, I started playing chess out of nowhere, just out of curiosity. So, I don't know, trying to, to keep myself stimulated intellectually, <laughs> for sure. Now, you know, being able to relax and, and kick back and, you know, learn all these skills. So, you know, you'll get ready. Of course, Magic Castle, when the time comes, you know, every, you know everybody loves the Magic Castle. I mean, it is one of those things that's always fun to do. So, yeah, I, are you in one of those situations where you're like, I want to show up on, like, Masters of Illusion one day, too? Oh, my gosh, that that would be great. I would love to be on, like, Penn and Teller. I. See, here, here's the thing. I'm not very, like, technically inclined with my magic. I know I know a lot of people who, like, can do these crazy, like, card mechanic, like, fans and double deals or whatever. I can't do any of that. I, I get, the, <laughs> I get you know, like, 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 just above, you know, basic, kind of going into intermediate. And I kind of rely on, 
my my showmanship to to carry the magic trick. Um, so going on to going on to a show like that would be really intimidating for me. It'd be really fun, but it'd be intimidating just because I don't think that I would be like like I don't think I would place because I'm not that like you know skilled to be honest with you. Well, you know, within time, of course. Now, um, so so many things going on now, right? You're you know practicing magic, honing in on your skills, collecting things from the set now. With uh, everyone saying their goodbyes, I forgot to ask this earlier. Were there a lot of tears going on from some of the cast as well? Was there a lot of hard to let go moments? Oh yeah, I bawled for sure. I, I mean, w- w- when that last scene hit, and then, and then we broke. It was just everyone just was crying, and we took our, our final bow. And it was like, man, this is this is really it. I mean, it took a long time for us to even cope with the fact that it was the last season let alone, like, the last day and the last hour and the last second. It, it was a lot. It was really, you know, heavy emotionally, honestly. Um, everyone was crying. Everyone was saying their their goodbyes. It was really sweet, but really sad. And so many emotions, so many emotions. Now, you know, I guess moving on from this, like you said, so many different things have hit. So a lot of people are homebound, stuck in their houses, things like that. So, you know, as as time progresses hopefully we'll be able to see you in a couple more things out there and start spreading your wings and of course full fuller house is going to be you know it's going to live down in history just like full house it's going to be one of those series that you got to watch it you got to follow up with it and uh you know you portrayed jackson for all those seasons that everybody fell in love with the character the entire family the entire storyline so with that i guess um as the final season wrapped up is there anything you'd like to leave out there for all the fans tuning in whose lives you've touched? Because so many people have binged these, watched them over and over again. I watch it with my family and my children. It's one of those few shows and gems out there that you can watch as a family, and there's not too many of those out there anymore. Is there any final words you'd like to leave out there for everybody listening in whose lives you've touched over the last five seasons? Yeah, you know, that's that's the craziest part about, about Fuller House is that, you know, it, it provides like relief for so many people because it just brings them such comfort and that's way more important than you know anything else in my opinion that's exactly what the show you know was set out to do and it did it very successfully and i think it'll live on for a very long time um as for you know uh, saying anything first of all you guys are incredible i mean you guys are the best fan base ever uh you've been loyal Dedicated for, I mean, some some for you know thirty years, thirty plus years. And, uh, it, it's it's mind blowing to see this much support for you know um, the show and even me as like a as like a person. So thank you to everyone who has gone on this amazing journey. We're, we'll definitely try our absolute hardest to get you more content, and we love you. And hey, keep supporting maybe fullest house will come about. <laughs> well, you know, even even just a Christmas special or a Christmas reunion, we'll even take that, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll take that, no problem. <laughs> well, you know, it was our pleasure having you stop in, chat with us, you know, so many great memories from all of this. And like you said, it is one of those things that, you know, so many people have been fans since growing up with it, 30 plus years and so on. I guess for anybody wants to, who wants to follow you, whether that's uh, social media, online, anywhere else, where can they follow you if they want to stay connected after Fuller House, after they're done binging it a few times? 
Right, a few times. Uh, I am on Instagram. It's just Michael Campion, at Michael Campion. I am also on Twitter, which is um, underscore Michael Campion. And the rest, I don't, I don't really do Facebook too much. So uh, if you want to see me active, those are the, those are the two platforms. Very cool. It was our pleasure having you stopping in again, Michael, once again, just chatting with us. And I know we are sad to see it go. I, I expected at least, you know, nine seasons out of this. So, you know, I'm sad to see it go as well. So uh, it was our pleasure having you stop in. All the memories, the laughter, the fun, and, of course, making it the fuller house that it could possibly be. So thanks once again. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Listening to Disney on Demand. Wow, it's dark in here. Wow, and now it's too bright. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. Kari, Kari McKean. It's like Carrie only with a K instead of a C and an A instead of an E and only one R and an I instead of an I. It's Disney on Demand. Well, it started out like any normal sitting gig, you know, with the reassuring of the parent and all. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. I just wish I could forget the whole thing. You will, kid. You will. So all of you D-heads, I hope you enjoyed it. It was a fun romp. We are back in action. It is a lot of different things going on here at the show. And as you already heard, the format's going to be changing a little bit. We're going to have new team members coming in. The way the show is going to be an ever-flowing kind of different show, but it's going to be a lot of fun. I want to extend that very special thank you once again to Michael Campion for stopping in again here at the show, bringing some magic, some fun, and I'm excited to see what you're going to be popping up in next. 
on TV, film, and even maybe doing a little bit of magic shows. So thank you once again for stopping in. I'd also like to thank the D team because truly, they are the inspiration. They are the reason why I keep coming back along with you D-heads because they are the magic makers. They are the ones that help bring this show together. So thank you, Aaron, Frank, Jeremy, and Dominic stopping in here this week with your signature segments. And most of all, thank you, the D-heads, the listeners. After 12 years, 12 long years of Diz Radio, we are still here. We're still going. We may have had a brief hiatus, but we are back, and that's all because of you. You are the reason we make this magic happen. So thank you for stopping in. Now, next week, we have a very special guest stopping in. It's going to be fun. It's going to be another romp, and we're going to have a lot of great things going on in the upcoming weeks because I'm excited to be back here at Diz Radio. There is so much fun. You can tell from the excitement in my voice, I am just pumped to be back in the studio for all of you D-heads. So before I close out the show with a little bit of something fun here this week, I do want to mention all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. Do not forget, first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com. That's D-I-Z radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, and so much more, as well as our news blog that is going to be getting updated once again as well now that we are back from our hiatus. You can also find us all over Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, you name it. Just Google it. Just search it find the links on our website. We are all there. Stay connected. And most of all, I want to hear from all of you D-heads. Drop us a message. Leave us a voicemail. Leave a shout out because we want to hear it from you. We want those shout outs. We want to hear it played here on the show. Make it a lot of fun. And remember to also join the Diz Ninjas, our official health group for Diz Radio as well. So all of you D-heads, it has been fun. I am excited to be back. I'm not going to talk your ear off because, you know, come on, that gets really old really fast. But There's only one word to explain how excited I am to be back, and that's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Or, if you want to say it backwards in the song, docious expialifragicalorupus. But no matter how you say it, I am glad to be back. So until next week, all of you D-heads, have a magical week. And remember, you can always make money. You can't always make memories. Remember, take time, slow down, and never neglect family for business. Words of wisdom from Walt, and I pass them on to you. Until next week, all of you D-heads, have a magical weekend. It's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious. If you say it loud enough, you'll always sound precocious. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Because I was afraid to speak when I was just a lad My father gave me nails at week and told me I was bad But then one day I learned a word that saved me aching nose The, the biggest, biggest word you ever heard, heard and this is how it goes Oh, Word and all would say there goes a clever jet. When Dukes and Martin Rogers pass a time of day with me, I say me special word and move me off me off to tea. Woo! Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious If you say it loud enough, you'll always sound precocious Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious I'm the little, I'm the lie, 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 I'm the
Bandit, which is Docious Alley, Expiistic, Fragicali, Rufus, but that's going a bit too far, don't you think? So when the cat has got your tongue, there's no need for dismay. Just summon up this word and then you've got a lot to say. But better use it carefully or it could change your life. For example? Uh, yes? One night I said it to me girl, and now me girl's me wife. Oh, and a lovely thing she is too. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.